0: Hi, it's Claudia and you're listening to episode 3. This episode is about a personal journey with insights about healing, adaptability and growing while staying true to your imprint and roots. My guest is Lilia Chosu and in this episode we hear about your curiosity to learn from different cultures and what her secret is to feel home when traveling and moving to another country. She also shares her process of in-depth physical, mental and emotional decluttering after her body stopped her while she was travelling the world with her husband. But most of all, she opens up about the importance of unlearning and redefining happiness to achieve what you really want in life. Welcome to the Multi Woman and Co podcast, the place where we will cross cultures and time for refreshing insights on life, love, and leadership. I'm your multicultural host, Claudia Gong. Are you ready? Let's dive in. In today's episode, I talk with Lilia Shu. Lilia is originally from Romania and she lives in Amsterdam with her Italian husband. They speak Spanish between each other. Yes, you heard me. But more about this later, I promise. Now she runs her own business as a mindset coach for mission-driven entrepreneurs, light workers, and creatives. She went from being an anxious person, struggling with health issues and having no income, to healing herself and creating her own purpose-driven business. She is now on a mission to support women, heal their fears and mindset blocks, so they can truly express themselves in business, step into their power and create the impact they are here to have. Her vision is that you don't need to become someone else to be successful. Your business is successful when it becomes a powerful expression of your most authentic self. Wow! And here you are. Welcome, Lilia. I'm so excited to have you here.
1: Hello. I'm also so excited to be here with you and connect with uh, your audience as well.
0: <laughs> yes, because I mean, the audience doesn't uh, don't yeah doesn't know that we already uh, had a conversation last week, and it was so interesting. We talked about cultures, traveling. Uh, the struggles of having an own business and I think that that uh, those topics will be covered in this conversation also um maybe it's um, it's nice to introduce yourself as who you are and yeah who you are now yeah,
1: we can take it from there <laughs> Um, well, you already you already said the, the most about me, the most important things um, in a summary. Um, I am in Amsterdam. I have lived here for several years now. Um, and before that, I lived like three years in Spain and some summers in Italy. So I'm really a mixed ball of cultures. I think I cannot identify myself as being just from one culture. Everywhere I've traveled, I've actually picked the best from each culture and um, I have incorporated it in my own beliefs. And I would say that this cultural mix was my very first step into shifting some Um, beliefs that I had in my life and also it kind of opened my perspective about what is really true in life because when we grow up in a culture we only see life through that perspective through the perspective of that culture and we understand what is good what is bad what is right what is wrong only like, w- imagining like wearing only a pair of sunglasses. You only exactly. see that color. Yeah. And then when you go in another country, uh you start to have those almost cultural shocks sometimes because you discover that people believe to be true and right, completely different things. And that can be just like a few borders away. Yeah. And I think the biggest lesson from there to take is that whenever you feel inside of you a call to do something, you should follow that call. Like what is really making you happy and like lighting you up rather than following what society tells you or like parents or certain traditions in your culture. Because those things that seem so real and so true. Mm-hmm. You go in another country, just a few borders away, they might be considered like ridiculous. Like, you really believe that? <laughs> um, but I think the truth that it's forever true, it's inside of us. It's that call of our, um, of our inner voice. There is a voice inside of us that always knows what makes us happy and what is our real purpose. And I personally discovered that, um, like, being surrounded always by expats, what I see is that when people tend to come in another culture and bring all the luggage with them from their own culture and traditions and everything, Mm -hmm. uh, and they come with that mindset of, quite fixed mindset of like I'm going to still continue to live the life that I had before exactly in the same way in this new country, they build up certain expectations that that country uh, should be in a certain way and they start to make comparison with their homeland, uh, with their traditions, with what's right and wrong in their um, perspective. So what I would suggest is an invitation to have an open mindset, to go with curiosity in a new country, Mm -hmm. to actually be curious, to know that people, to know their background, to know why they have certain beliefs, to not just um, uh, judge or label them, but to be very open and see the way that they are seeing life, the way that they are, Um, believe in certain things because some of the things that um, they believe they might actually really resonate with you and really serve you and you might take the best out of that culture because it's impossible to say like you know I went to a country and it's all perfect we will never find that every country has uh, bad things good things yeah but I think what's important is to really take the best out of each culture like What are the things that can serve you? What are the beliefs that can serve you? And then here comes the courage part.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can. Okay, tell me more.
1: The courage part is to be open to change. Um, Because I think that's the moment, the most difficult moment for people when they uh, shift into another culture they might find certain beliefs or certain ideas that they really love and they really resonate with those ideas. But those ideas might be in contradiction with what they have originally learned uh, from their parents or from the school or from the culture they come with. And that's the conflict that is created because they feel guilty or they feel ashamed um, to change those very basic ideas for an idea that might actually resonate more now with them. So they find difficult to let go of that identity that they have created from their culture because they feel like they're betraying or they are losing their roots.
0: Yeah.
1: And that is not true it's just like i see it as an expansion i see like a growing like instead of having just one perspective you're opening your eyes and your heart to add more to expand your vision to expand your possibilities uh, to expand that very narrow uh scenario that we have about what is right or wrong that is getting expanded and nobody's gonna take away from you um, the imprint that you got from your own culture—you're never going to lose that in your core. That um, imprint is still there with you throughout your life, and you're not like losing your roots. You're just expanding your vision.
0: Absolutely, I totally agree with you. But I can imagine, and I hear it a lot in my, um, yeah, in my circle. Of friends and family also about we we were talking about change maybe it's not real change i mean people um are often afraid of change because what you said they are afraid of losing something maybe a part of the themselves and but not um i mean not many people are really conscious about their roots and their their Uh, inner core and when they when they move to another country or they they face um, changes in their lives they have to integrate it uh, to integrate the 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 new the new uh, yeah what is it the new face of in their lives or uh, the new uh, customs Um, is it something that you also see when you when you work in your business as a mindset coach um are people really aware of uh, where they come from what their roots are is it something that they they've lost maybe along the way because they meet expectations from their environment especially their families or their parents and being loyal to what yeah where they came from
1: yeah and I think that that is the biggest struggle that I see in people because we we kind of grow up in our family and we take the beliefs and all the traditions and everything we incorporate that in ourselves and we don't actually discover who we truly are mm-hmm. so our self like the way that we truly are in our core, it's not, only, it's not related just to the roots, to the traditions that we have. I think the most important thing is that people would really uh, try to discover themselves beneath all the, all the learnings and all the things that uh, they learn from their from their culture. Wait, wait a second, because I want to think about it, what you said. Uh, so the question was like, if people, oh yeah, I, I had an idea and I want to say it. Okay, start. Okay. <laughs> um, the thing is that so many times we, throughout our lives, we try to build an identity based on what we think that identity would correspond with our parents' expectations or with our what our teachers said when we were little or with our mm-hmm. friends' expectation, or what what we consider that society expects from us mm-hmm. so that we feel successful and we feel approved, yes. and we build that identity we, each of us has an image in our head about what what would I look like if I were to be successful, and then based on the knowledge that we have from and the beliefs that we have from family, from all of our lives, we start to build that identity throughout the years. So, I don't know, I have to work more, I have to do that more. I Like we build this identity and yes, life, it's never like a destination of, oh, I build that identity, now I step into it and I'm successful and happy for the rest of my life when I stay in this bubble. <laughs>
0: No, it doesn't work that way.
1: <laughs> it's not going to happen. So this is, I think, the struggle that people have, that we don't understand that life is a circle and that identity is going to change and upgrade every time. And every um, level that you're growing in your life, that identity will need to change, will need to upgrade itself. And some things might fall and you don't have to, because you build that, throughout the years and with so much work Mm -hmm. sometimes people try to really hold on that identity they really like i work so much to bring myself here you know i i've been through all these years i've done all those things that i was taught that you know they are right that they're the right thing to do um and then this is the all the work that i'm having and now i have to change it again i think that's very scary that's where you feel that you're losing your root because you arrive in that bubble. And most probably what happens is that you really feel tired. You feel overwhelmed. You don't feel good in your own bubble that you have constructed because you build this image in your head. You didn't build it in your heart. It never started from what would really make me happy? Like What would make my soul or my heart really, really happy. What do I want to create? What do I want to express? We never think about those things. We only think about, you know, based on what uh, my parents told me and my friends told me and what I've seen at work and what my boss told me, you know, based on all those things, what is success? Oh, success is this. I build the image, I put myself in the image and then, surprise, I'm not happy. I'm not happy because I never checked. With myself, like growing up, how many times do our parents actually ask us like what is really making what is
0: what you, you want yeah
1: yes, what do you really want uh, everybody thinks about what jobs to take what job to take to bring you money or what career will bring you more success and money and there is a you're not really making decisions that the decisions are making uh, are being done for you, yeah. And this is not to judge, right? This is not to judge the parents or the friends or whatever society, because ultimately we grew up to be adults and we have total power to shift our life. And it's never, ever too late Mm -hmm. to, to do that.
0: Yes, exactly. Because, um, we build our lives based on external expecta- expectations and examples. And, yes. But you are also an example of um, because you somehow or it's, it's also in your personality or in your own character, you have another um, thrive to, to explore the world, explore life because you come from. You were raised, uh, born and raised in uh, Romania, right? Yes,
1: yes, in Bucharest.
0: <laughs> and you started to travel. You started to travel the world. And I think what I really admire about you is that you're so open-minded. And what you said about uh, the different cultures. I mean, traveling is really exploring the world and exploring different cultures and seeing how people. Uh, act, think, um, how they live their lives in, in other countries. And I've, uh, I, I totally agree with you with the fact that, um, it's, it's, um, it's an enrichment, enrichment of, it is, it is our challenge. And I also, our journey to, to rediscover and maybe redefine what makes us happy because yes. what you told yes. about what our parents, I mean, our parents um always try their best to yeah um to raise us and and choose uh, the the right things for us to be happy and have a good life and um but what i said i mean you are different because <laughs> you and you're also different um speaking Yeah, I was 20
1: when I, uh, well, the first time I actually um, went traveling was in a tour. I was 18 years old, and I made a tour in Europe, and um, the last country to see was France, so I didn't get to Spain, and I always kept that curiosity. I really (laughs) wanted to go to Spain. So uh, when I was 20, I went there to study with university. I had a scholarship, and I just felt like home in Spain, and... I think that's the most important thing that I've done in every single country I lived in. I really went in every single country with the mentality that, okay, now I'm here and I'm going to make this home. So I didn't compare that country, uh, like I didn't compare Netherlands to, to Spain or to Romania or to uh, Italy um and if i would do that i would actually acknowledge it and say hey this is a different country and i'm i'm really making every single place where i move i'm making it my home so i'm not trying to bring any different tradition that doesn't feel good in the moment where i am and i think that's the secret to say so like that that's where you find pleasure and that's where you create space for something new for a new belief or a new idea for a new perspective to come in and make you and grow you to expand you i think the mistake would be to um be in amsterdam and try to push all my traditions and all my um ideas and the way of living and have the same expectations as I would be in Romania. Like, why don't they have that food? Why don't they eat like that way? Why don't they (laughs) act that way? Because I'm in a different country. And I also think that so many times I have observed that when people move to a different country, they try, they expect that country to adapt Uh, for them and it's the other way around. We need Mm -hmm. to adapt ourselves because we are there to be curious about that culture and see the way that they are living and to me it totally changed my life when um, when I went out uh, from Romania to actually live in a different country and I was so so surprised starting with the university Uh, Where teachers were actually asking us to treat them as friends like, you know, we are equal here in my country The educational system was totally different Um, So I I was so surprised by all those things and again I really chose to take only the good parts from every single culture and uh, Yeah, we were we were talking in the last call and uh, I wanted (laughs) to give here also this funny example um, just so we understand how important it is not to push our ideas on someone else's culture and just being that open space and curious about the other person so um, the very first time I invited my my husband uh, well we just yes. met him in Spain <laughs> 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 it was the beginning of our relationship and I invited him for breakfast and it didn't even cross my mind that he has different um, tastes in the, for a breakfast, you know? I, I assume that he eats the same and that everybody eats the same. <laughs> so, <laughs> I started to, like, I will never forget his face because we were in the kitchen and I started to uh, pull out Romanian things for, for breakfast, like bread and uh, cheese and we eat salty things and we really eat a lot in the in the breakfast. And I put all those things to make sandwiches in the morning on the on the table, and I saw he was very like kind of blocked and surprised and in mm-hmm. my mind, I thought like, "Oh my God, maybe it's not enough what i'm what I put <laughs> on the table like many eat more <laughs> and I asked him like, "Do you also want scrambled eggs?" and that was like he was so surprised that he was like, "You're eating even eggs in the morning." <laughs> Because he was used to eat uh, a croissant and um, a biscuit and coffee in the morning. and That's the Italian uh, breakfast. And, you know, it didn't even cross my mind that people would actually have different rituals in the morning, even have different habits, because we, for us, it is so, that is the truth that we know. That is yeah. the normal thing and perspective. The that
0: standards, Yeah.
1: Yes, and then we we go and we have those cultural shocks, which I find them really, really funny. We had tons of those moments at the beginning of the relationship where what was normal for me was really funny or strange or weird for him and the other way around. <laughs> and it was in everything, starting from food, habits, and also Things we studied in university, like something that he would study in university and was not university, like um, elementary school, and was totally normal for him. He was like, "You didn't study this," and then I was like, "No, I studied the other thing." And there's always a discovery, so I think that's the. That's the beauty of going uh, with a very open mind and really, really curious to discover the other person without first judging or labeling or, hey, this is the only way that is uh, that is supposed to be done. It's the only correct. Do you hear I me? I also want to talk about those things of what is right or wrong because so many people, I think, they live their life following like the, instead of like really going inside and check with themselves, like what do I really want? What does really makes me happy? And if the answer is, I don't know, maybe travel the world or just quit this job and do something else or open a business. And then so many times they suppress that desire and that call inside because they are afraid of what people will say and how would that be, um, um how would that be received by society and and i also want to give an example here like two years ago we decided to quit our jobs and go traveling for a few months Mm -hmm. and we took that decision following a call in our heart so we were already okay the decision is taken and then that the interesting part is what happened afterwards based on Different cultures. That decision was considered to be super good or super bad. <laughs> so in Netherlands, if we were say like uh, when uh, when I uh, uh, inform my boss that uh, I want to leave and I want to quit, I want to travel, it was oh yeah, that's great. Like it's the perfect age to do that. Good for you. He really encouraged me. He was from UK. He said yeah, it's in UK. It's also something normal. The Netherlands was also something normal. A lot of people do that. And then in Italy or in Romania, we faced a lot of fears. Like, are you going to quit your job and like go traveling? What are going to do with your apartment? You're going to rent it. What if you come back you don't find a job? There was a lot of fear there. And it mm-hmm. was the same decision.
0: How and did you they- cope with those uh, yeah, reactions?
1: For me, it was funny. And I actually... Okay. (laughs) I laughed with my husband about it because it was funny to observe how dangerous it is if you leave leave the world to make the decision for you because they're only going to give you one perspective. There are so many possibilities you have. And if you listen to only one perspective that comes from one culture, you're you're leaving out all the rest of the possibilities. So in our case, like the decisions were was so aligned with what we wanted inside. Like making this trip was one of the dreams of um of my life in the last year. So I was really like the decision was I'm not gonna change it based on what people will say outside. Like I This is the the important part. You need to make the decision inside of you based on what feels aligned and what makes you happy inside of you. Because ultimately, the experience itself is for you to leave it, not for the boss or the mother or the friend or the father. They don't leave it for you. You leave it for yourself. And it was really interesting. It was that the the test that you can run in every situation to make a decision in, inside of you and then talk to people from different cultures and listen how different is the feedback and the reasons that they give you yeah, <laughs> based absolutely. on their um, on on the environment where they
0: come from Is there also a difference in the generation that you? Yeah, did you see the difference between maybe your parents or the generation of your parents or the younger people? Was there a difference or is it more cultural related? um, The
1: difference in generations, they exist. Um... I think that this gives us a lot of information about the background of our parents. And this is why I said earlier, it's so important to not, the moment you realize that you have more options and that you were, um, you grown up just in a certain way, but there are so many other possibilities for you. That's the moment where actually you don't need to judge your parents because each of them like each of your parents and each of your family member did the best that they could based on the childhood they had based on what they were um uh, teach based on what they learned from their own parents based on the uh, times that they went through like my parents went through communism. so i could not judge why don't you think in another way right now because i'm living in another reality i didn't experience I didn't felt for them I didn't I didn't have the same feelings that they had so it's very important and a good reminder for me to not judge because their reality was different than mine and in the same time with all due respect like we need to not we need uh, we can love our parents and still change what we've learned from them and not feel guilty about it because Mm -hmm. I think that is expansion, again. It's not like um, forgive, uh, forgetting where you're coming from or forgetting your roots or cutting yourself uh, from your roots. I think it's like I am growing and I'm expanding and some certain ideas don't serve me anymore, don't resonate with me. Um, and there is so much freedom in that growth and in that change. And I think that's also the way to, to go forward. Like um, I think it's change, it's absolutely impossible between, um, um, not changing, sorry, it's absolutely impossible between generations because it would mean that we are stagnant. If we're taking the beliefs and the ideas and the stories that our grandparents and our parents told us and we only stay there, there is absolutely no evolution, no change, no... um, and life will always change you, like things will, are going to happen for you. They will be different than the experience that your parents had. I think it's important to uh, have respect for, um, for everything that happened behind you yeah. and to really like, try to understand, like, try to offer compassion for for their story, for their, even for for their level of awareness, because some ideas you might have might not really resonate with your parents, like, don't push those ideas on them, because that's the way that they, that's the level that they can, um, that's the way that they see life, that's their own perspective, and I think it's important to just respect that and understand that we received life from our uh, parents that's the biggest gift that they could possibly give us and mm-hmm. then like try to imagine all this force from all generations pushing you forward to go forward that's all you need then the, re- the rest it's up to you how you decide to live your life how you decide what makes you happy how do you check with yourself what what you take from the beliefs that they had, that is really serving you? How are you changing? That's totally up to you. They gave you life and that's the only thing you needed from them to say so.
0: Actually, that is the biggest gift and the only gift you've received from your parents. And uh, of course, parents tried uh, to give more than that. I mean, they love you in a way they're able to. I mean, some parents are not able to really love you in a way you need or can't give you the 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 emotional support you long are you're longing for Um, but
1: i think that is not even their responsibility i think like the gift that they give us it's only life and then like even in a family i had different needs than my brother like even when you're having two children, they, they have different needs. Like one child is going to perceive love in a different way than the other one. Maybe love for one of them is like you're buying them gifts. And for the other one, love is that you're hugging him or her more. Yeah. And the other one doesn't really want this physical affection. So this is important for us to understand that the love and the expectations that we have from our parents, that is something we need to give to ourselves first. Because no amount of love or of affection or attention from your parents will ever be enough if you're not giving that to yourself. They cannot possibly know how much you need. You're the one, the one that needs, the one that knows, sorry. And you're the one that can give that to yourself. You don't have to be pending your whole life for approval, for validation, from for love from your parents because you're going to be waiting for the rest of your life maybe to receive the amount that you need. That is something that needs to come from you. You're the one that can provide the self-love and nurture yourself at the level that you need and at the level that you feel that is needed for you inside. I think we need to drop this expectation that we have from parents and we just need to thank them for the life that they gave us. There is energy going through us uh, from them, but then whatever you feel like you're needing from them, approval, love, um, forgiveness, whatever you feel like you need from them or justice, that is something you need to take responsibility on and give it to yourself.
0: hmm but there is also a difference between being aware of this fact, that we, um, that we are the only ones who can give the things we need, and that we're longing for self-care, self-love. But we also know, we both know, that there is also a part of healing. I mean, the moment that you realize, okay, this is this is what I missed when I was uh, when I was a child, and it hurt me um I have pain and um, the moment that you start your healing process I mean there is a difference between being aware and really understand um what you need and there's a different um it, it's a different sensation of uh really integrating and really feeling healed um uh from the pain and even pain or trauma from what you've experience or maybe what you've seen maybe you haven't experienced it yourself but you've seen it um, you have seen the pain and in the wounds invisible wounds of your parents and your grandparents i mean there is a journey and i know you have done the work <laughs> um can you I've tell more about i'm in the part two now <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes maybe you you can share um, a bit about your healing journey because that's also very interesting to hear and it's it's also uh, inspiring to hear
1: yes so um when i was four years old my um i was moved to another uh, family so my my parents um decided to uh, move me in uh, the family of my aunt and my uh, uncle, Mm -hmm. and my brother stayed with them. And I had a completely different life, and I grew up in a completely different environment and beliefs and everything, uh, respecting to my brother, so we are very different now as mentality and persons. And uh, there was a period in my life, uh, I started with 14 years old, where I I faced some um, um, trauma in in, uh, the other family. And I wasn't aware uh, of it. I I would have never called it trauma. (laughs) And I think a lot of us are are carrying a lot of luggage with them, um, and they are not even aware of it this is what happened with me. So I went like, you know, I'm, I'm going to start fresh, I'm moving to another country. I'm starting from zero. And I went like this for 10 years. And it's uh, it's 10 years since I left my country. And then while I was traveling, um, I uh, remember that I I wrote this angry letter to the universe like I was trying for already for the last years to find a deeper purpose because I was feeling that no matter how much I'm changing the job, that there was a part of me missing. Like I was having this urge that I'm losing my time uh, and that uh, there are more important things to do in life. And I was like, what what are the important things to do? And I didn't have an answer, or maybe I wasn't open to have an answer at that period. So, in the while I was traveling, I wrote this very angry letter to the universe, like, "Hey, I'm, I'm searching myself, and I'm putting those questions. There is no answer from your side. Like, what am I supposed to do? You know the." the Give me a sign. Don't blame me. And uh, and in the same day, I got sick.
0: Okay.
1: This is it <laughs> this is it and that's how it started, actually, my whole transformation because, um I got sick and I went to the hospital, and they told me I'm fine, you know, no problem, even though I was shivering i was i was I was really physically very weak, and um you know then then I was okay for a few days, and then when I was in Bali, I got like really sick, they said I have salmonella and they yeah decided to put me a treatment that was very aggressive for my body. It was like, I had like 30 uh, chemicals injected in, in my body per day, for four days. And uh, after that treatment, my salmonella was gone, but also my stomach and my body were also gone. <laughs> so I couldn't walk. Um, no. I couldn't walk for, for, for eight months properly in the first two months, I would walk only 15 minutes and I would just, I had no control over my body. Wow! And that was the moment that I really freaked out because to arrive, like I was, I was young. I I'm like, I'm young. I'm like 31 years old last year. And I'm like, how is it possible that I give the command to my body? to stand up and walk, and it doesn't want to do it. <laughs> and I had a very cloudy, um, like um, in my head, I felt drunk all the day. And I would go to the doctors and everybody, like I, would do, uh, I did so many tests investigations for two or three months. And every time they would come back to me and said, you're perfectly healthy, the salmonella is gone, there's nothing wrong with your body. And I'm like, I cannot walk. So it was <laughs> frustrating. And at the end of those eight months, I got to bottom rock, to say so, because I couldn't find any logic for what was happening. <laughs> we we're always trying to explain things through our mind, right? Of course, yes. <laughs> and there was no logic. So I was like, okay, I, I cannot walk. And I would have. I started to feel anxiety. I never in my life had anxiety at that rate. Because even when I was in Dangerous and I had some periods in my life where I lived under violence, but still, you're always like, you have this belief that you can defend yourself. But when anxiety is happening, it's like, in my case, it was I could go outside, walk for 10 minutes, maybe, and then my body would collapse. So I didn't have any sign to protect myself. I had absolutely no control. And to have no control, that was scaring for me because I've been always trying to control (laughs) Mm -hmm. so all the things from the past started to to come up and um I really felt like I had I had a few moments where I was really really down and I had a lot of fear and I had certain moments where I felt like okay I'm going crazy you know (laughs) what is happening and that was the moment when I realized that I've learned so many things in this life. I have um, developed myself intellectually. I was like super smart. Like every time I, I had a goal, I reached it every single time. And I never learned to manage my feelings when they get so much out of control. And like, I didn't learn to keep, my, to keep that balance between mind and uh, soul and uh, body. We all you always hear about it. I also did, did yoga and everything, but you don't actually understand it until you experience it. Yes, that's <laughs> and <what. laughs> in the middle of it, I was like, I didn't know how to. When it all started, I didn't know how to how to manage those feelings that were coming up for me, and that's where I got into coaching. And to be honest with you, I went through a lot of things very quickly because. I was really trying to get myself out of there. Like I, I tried Reiki, I went to acupuncture, I, um, I did coaching, I, I signed up to some psychology um, courses, family constellations, you name it, like whatever <laughs> I was hearing, okay, I'm going, I'm going. And this is something that I never understood when people have depression or have anxiety and they say that as being something normal. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I have anxiety. And for me, I I couldn't stay there. I was like, no, I, I have anxiety, but that is not my normal state. Like I, I'm going to get myself out of here. So I've tried everything and then um the healing for me started in January this year, and it took like three months to get through the um, um to get myself out of that dark moment to say so. Um, and I put in practice everything that I've learned uh, from coaching, from all those tools that I had. And I really, really took the time to stay with me. So I would spend like even three hours a day to really, really go deep. And I think the tools that, not that I think, <laughs> the tools that really worked for me the best were like meditation and um, because that's where we... There's also a lot of science behind it. It's like we get our brain into a different brainwave mm-hmm. and that's where we can actually have a different perspective. And I worked a lot with healing the inner child because so many of my reactions and my programs that I was following and repeating were actually the reactions of, of myself at an early um, age. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't even aware of it. Like, All the reactions that we have are the same that we had at a certain age. And I didn't know that. And I discovered it when I saw like, yeah, when I was hearing a certain phrase or somebody would say something to me that would trigger me inside, I actually started to observe myself more and realize that I'm reacting just like that child would react because that child was not healed. Yeah. So my healing started going and like really understanding this child and the power that we have is that you know when you're four years old for example in my case um i interpret i i um, understood from that situation of me moving in another family that i'm abandoned yeah with my mind as an adult mind now i go back and i say no they didn't abandon me they just did the best they thought that like this is the best solution that we can uh, For that
0: moment. offer
1: right now yes mm-hmm. so they had the best interest in mind but and i know that as an ad- adult but going back and like connecting to the child inside of me that child perceived that move completely different and the healing happens when you come to that child and you really understand and feel the feelings of your child inside. And you support that child by giving them the answer that they are really wanting to receive. Or maybe um, you are transmitting to that child the feelings that it needs. That's where healing happens. Um, and this is what related to what we were saying before, like, my parents could not possibly know or anybody could have possibly know what i needed in that moment because i was four years old and they could not possibly how can you possibly know exactly what that child needs to hear in that moment like of course they did they said the the things that they thought that you know this is for your best and everything uh you are the only person that knows what your inner child needs and you just need to connect with it. And I think the part that scares people is that when you're actually coming back you still feel what you felt in that moment. And it doesn't make any logic for your mind because you say, "But now I have a different life. So how yeah. comes I, I feel the
0: now?" So,
1: yes, how comes I feel the same things as that child? Yeah but we forget one thing we forget the body the body yeah. is keeping the score to say. yeah
0: keeping from the... Bessel van der Kolk is the... you have you read the book
1: no I didn't okay I, didn't.
0: <laughs> I will know <I've>... <laughs> yes I did and I followed uh, I went to his um, seminar once uh, in the Netherlands he's in the he's... Netherlands he was in the Netherlands. He has. He was here three years no, two years ago, and I went. Um, I went to the seminar. Yes. Yeah. But
1: yeah, body. The body is really keeping the. It, I think it has. Not that I think. I saw that it has its own memory and the intensity of that feeling when you are actually going and you're triggering that memory inside of you, your body's going to act as if that thing is happening right now, because the body doesn't have any logic. It's like responding like, hey, this feeling is inside of me. And that's the moment that people, most of the people don't want to go that deep. They are like, oh, but I suffered. I don't want to go back there. But we need to understand that You don't want to go back there, but it's blocked inside of you. It doesn't go anywhere. Mm
0: -hmm. The
1: only way to free yourself up is to process that with this new perspective that you have right now as an adult and free yourself up. Let new energy to come there. Whatever it is inside of you, it's blocked energy. And once that is released, then you create space for new energy to be inside. And the beautiful thing is that At this age, you actually have the awareness to choose what energy you want to let inside. How do you want to create your life? I think it's so incredible that we can always recreate completely our life. But it's important to first make that declutter, you know? Yeah. (laughs) First go deep. And that was life-changing for me. Um, I I was so impressed also by the fact that we can, uh, like our brains can actually change due to, um, thanks to neuroplasticity, we can change completely the connections that we've built in so many years. And one thing that I really want to mention is that just because you've suffered for six years, 10 years, it doesn't mean that you need to spend six years, 10 years, the same amount or more for healing. Like in my case, it took, I was so impressed by myself that it was possible to reach so much in three months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like to have, and I, I like coming back and like staying with that child and seeing the, the, diff, the situation in a different way. I had the different awareness. I had the different, I gave different meaning to what happened. And that happened in just a few seconds. Like it's, it's, um, it's important to understand Like what are the main beliefs you have formed at a certain age because those beliefs are running your life right now. Address that belief, change it, and then see the miracle that comes from it. And it's a process that it doesn't need to last as much as the pain or as much as the trauma uh, it's so so much freedom and it's all worth it behind it
0: yeah <laughs> you're the living proof right
1: yes i am and i think it's also a process like even for me like now i'm going through another phase um because i it depends only you're the one that decides how deep you want to be for me in the beginning of this year the main purpose what was to get myself in uh, in balance and to get my body into a point of balance and i started to realize that the the way the state of my body was actually because i was carrying so much emotions that were not expressed in the past so it was huge for my health to be able to process emotions and my my body started to uh, heal itself and started to like your body's always listening to yourself this is something that we really need to understand that there is like a hole there isn't there is not that you're thinking something you're feeling something and then you're asking something else to your body and your body is listening no it's like your body is going to listen to your thoughts, to your feelings and is going to follow and is going to express that. And if you have a lot of pain that you didn't process when you were a child or you have a lot of trauma or you keep not expressing your true feelings, you're going to have pain like in your shoulders or in some other parts of your body where you're blocking that energy. You don't allow it to to come out. You're suppressing
0: it. Yeah. This is everything is connected uh, body, mind, uh, your soul. Um, and it's, um, it, it, what I also hear is it's, it's so important to, um, get yourself on a priority on the first play of the first that you your first priority. And what I also hear in your story is that you're so, that you were so dedicated. I mean, three hours a day for three months dedicated to heal the process, uh, the heal, the pain, um, and whatever was needed to be healed. And now, um, so now you're here, you're, you're start, you have started your own business and you're helping women to, yeah, to, to, to express their authentic selves. Um, well, can you tell more about that, about your work?
1: Um, yes. Yeah, so right now, I, I think my business is will, um, will, also going through uh, some changes um, mm-hmm. because I think I will uh, redirect it a little bit more also towards uh, spirituality uh, and energy work um and it's going to be a mix between um this healing process um that i think it's absolutely freeing once you're doing it and it's a self discovery it's an invitation of really discovering yourself behind all the pain or all the beliefs or all the events that happened in your life, like who, who you are in the core at the core. If We let go of all those labels and all those covers who you truly are in the core. And I think that no matter how challenging would seem this process of healing, uh, it's so liberating. Like even at the end of the end of a session, you feel so free. I had, Uh, sessions where we just made, like, a simple um, exercise connecting with the inner child, and at the end of that session, people would feel really free, free that by, and finally, they let them go. Um, so I think it's the, the healing part, it's important. And then when you actually get to the core of who you are behind this healing, it's when you start to stand in your own power and that is priceless. <laughs> yeah. That's why they always say it's worth it because at the end of the journey, you really start to know yourself and to know, knowing yourself it's also offering the possibility for you to love yourself unconditionally. And ultimately you're going to express yourself and you're going to have more and more freedom to express who you truly are. Mm-hmm. And this is a process that it's going on in life. But um, I think that what I want to provide to people, it's the tools, you know, I'm providing them the tools so that they can do this work, for themselves um over and over again because life will always change i cannot have a client and uh, i will say like okay now they are um, exactly. uh, they are exactly. fine to go for the rest of their lives life will always change you always have that next level of growth even in business but when you have the right tools you manage that situation completely different and um the way that i work is like i I really like to go into the healing process, especially with the inner child, address beliefs, address emotions. For me, the emotional part is so important. And to really shift the perspective that we have around emotions, to transform those emotions that we are really afraid of them. Once you know how to connect with that emotion and to see it completely different, it's a matter of minutes since you um, transform anxiety into calm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't take more than that. It's just a few minutes. You just need to know how to connect and how to approach it. And then finally, um, what, I, uh, what I guide people is to embrace more of the feminine energy. And also in business. And to be honest with you, this is the part where I say like uh, the business is a bit in transition because that's the part that I'm trying to uh, bring more and more in my business. And that's the part that I'm still learning myself regarding this, uh, this feminine energy. Yeah. Uh, so it's a journey also for me. This is a journey that I'm going uh, right now through. And I'm really curious to... I always think that it's important to, to experience it first and then to be able to... Um, share it with other people as well.
0: Exactly. And walking the talk first and practice what you preach, of course.
1: Yeah, because in my business, I, I really brought a lot of this um, masculine energy of doing, 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 doing. Yeah. <laughs> and there is no balance between. I think the balance is where you arrive at the stage where you do things you take action but you also surrender i think that's where the feminine energy stays it's like you allow things to also unfold and happen for you instead of like always trying to control something yeah yeah
0: yeah exactly and that—that that is the biggest challenge for women and men Men. as well both we all we, yeah. we all have um, feminine and masculine energies inside of us, and the feminine part is uh, feels quite vulnerable um, and sometimes uncomfortable. Not not sometimes, I think often, even for women, they're not
1: uh, used. I think, but I think it's shifting a lot. That, that yes,
0: part, yes, I totally agree with you, and it's so beautiful. It's so beautiful when you can do that. It's so. Yeah, it, we have to choose. Uh, actually, there, there are two choices. You choose fear or, or love for love. And, I mean, fear is not only being scared, but also uh, the feeling of missing something out or to have to chase something or the things we've talked about um, in in the beginning about the external factors and the external expectations and then now go inwards. I mean, we have this uh, global retreat with this whole COVID-19 uh, happening. I mean, I think it's, it's like a global retreat. Every yeah. Inviting us yeah.
1: to stay with us.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That
1: made people, some people uncomfortable. With COVID as well, like, uh, I would, to make the connection to business with COVID, I was so surprised. Again, it's exactly what I said also with the culture. I think the, the main message for today is to really remember yourself or remind, remind yourself, how do you say? Remember
0: yeah. <laughs> that. And also remind that, yourself, I think.
1: <laughs> yes, remember and remind yourself that everything that you see so real, it's one perspective. And it's one perspective. And and I also remind myself there is one possibility of infinite possibilities. That's also what quantum physics tells us. And as an example of my perspective this year with COVID is that in business, I saw people and most of the people were like very afraid. And like, um, I got this question so often, like, how are you doing in these difficult times? How are you doing in these uh, crazy times or that thing? And as a comparison, like in, at the beginning of this summer, I, I chose to invest in my business at, at a high level and I wasn't even there financially at that high level. But I chose, there's always in life this balance where you make first a step and then life follows you. And I made this investment in a business coach and I entered in this uh, community with people where the awareness around money and possibilities was so different than the rest that I was seeing. So those businesses were going through the same situation, uh, same COVID, same problems. Mm -hmm. And yet they were constantly thinking about their mindset and their perspective was focused on finding solutions. How can I grow? How can I uh, uh, make my uh, business even bigger? And I saw people like really booming with programs. And even myself, I was surprised like, wow, where did they get all that creativity? Like they were launching programs after programs and they were booking out their, um, their businesses. And I was around those people that got like in four months, they went to 100K. Or in six months they went to 100k, all happening in the pandemic period, and that gave me, again, once again, um, this confirmation of how different we can create our lives based on the perspective that we have. If I would have stayed surrounded in the people, um, by the people that were. And it's not to blame. It's just like if I would be surrounded by this fear that, oh my God, this pandemic and it's going to be everything blocked and and staying that energy, I wouldn't allow myself to focus on growth and on change. And it was a completely different energy between those two worlds, to say so, between the ones that were really making money and were really making the best, they had the best year literally from their business. And on the other hand, the people were that were going really in low moments with their business. And the only difference between them was the perspective yeah. that they had. Was the, what did they focus on? Some people focused on that fear, like what is going to happen? It was all desperation there and all trying to push. And the other group was more like growth, growth, growth. Yeah. No matter the events. And I was impressed. Like I stayed and I... Uh, Um, observe those dynamics and it for me it was once again a confirmation that literally no matter the external events you can always create whatever you want whatever you believe is possible for you if you believe that my business is going to go down now because this this and that is happening outside then that is going to happen because you believe it you don't believe that you can do something different or if you believe that no matter what i'm doing or what no matter what is happening i will always find a solution then you will always find a solution because you open up your subconscious to go and like think and find solutions instead of blocking it
0: <laughs> yes exactly the open for open up for possibilities and abundance instead of scarcity and fear and
1: Yeah, we need to become very aware where we focus because where you focus, that's where you put energy and that's where you put, that's how you align your actions. And Mm -hmm. if you're always focusing on expansion and growth, you will find eventually solutions or ideas that will be the answers to that expansion or growth. Beautiful. I
0: actually really really enjoyed the the podcast. Oh, I'm happy to hear that. That's also my intention. <laughs> Just enjoy the conversation, and yeah, I'm really happy to have you in my to have you in my podcast. <laughs> And I also, it
1: was a pleasure for me also to participate. I really, really liked it.
0: (laughs) Thank you for listening. It's a nice thought that you were part of this conversation. I'd also love to hear your thoughts and aha moments. You're welcome to leave a comment on multi-woman and co. on Instagram. For connecting with Lilia, check also the link in the bio. I look forward to hearing from you.